Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. I like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. I like a sex machine. Get on up. King Holiday Edition of the Morning Show. No, 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 it's not the usual crew. Uh, we got Sam and Greg, and we got somebody sitting in for Greg, someone who always comes through for us, uh, Jason Longshore, joining me, Sam Crenshaw, along with Jason Longshore. Welcome to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game on this holiday Monday. Glad you're with us. We're here from 6 until 10, sitting in for the Morning Show and a little bit of the Steakhouse. We're covering two shows today. <laughs> We're playing lots of different roles today. All right, great to see you, man. Always good catching up with you. Always good hosting shows with you. Fantastic, fantastic. We got Jason here. We got so much uh, ground to cover. My goodness, uh, considering all that happened sports-wise last week and continued through this weekend and will continue today. Um, you know, if you're following sports, especially the NFL, we had a game move to today, so there are a pair of NFL games. And, of course, uh, the King Holiday a basketball game for our Atlanta Hawks. We're hoping we're going to get a win, but we can talk oh. about that as we go along this oh, season uh, today. Uh, what's happening with that basketball team? I had hopes for the team to be a, a competitive team. Already on paper, it didn't look like a team that was going to be contending for championship, but you figure at least had the talent to be a playoff team. And right now, Jason, it's just, you know, it's a hot mess right now. Yeah, I mean – it was a, 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 I think, a fair expectation that they would be in that second tier in the East, not in the the contending tier to to be the best in the regular season, be a number one seed, but in the what four to eight range. Yeah, I think avoiding the the play in round was mm-hmm. was an obvious fair expectation for this group, and I don't know what's gone wrong. I mean. I think Quinn Snyder's going to be a very good coach. It just it hasn't clicked with him defensively. They've gotten worse, which we didn't really think was possible. Yeah, because that yeah. was what needed to get fixed before Quinn got here. Right, and it hasn't worked. And, and now you're getting to a point, and it feels like the last few times that that I've filled in here w- with you guys. The conversation has been like, okay, can they turn that corner? Are they going to turn that corner? Well, now the corner's far away. Yeah. And you're getting into that trade window portion of the season to where, what do you do? Because I don't 
think you're going to be able to really chase much. So do you start to think to next year and the year after that? And And it's not where we thought we'd be with this team. Not at all. Not at all. And it's because uh, this team has been so well supported. You know, you've had sellout crowds. The crowds of the people here want to believe they're they're ready for this team to uh, to live up to its potential. Something we thought we saw. Maybe that was a mirage or an optical illusion that happened a couple of seasons ago. Man, Uh, I I don't think it was. That's what's so crazy about it is – it didn't seem like it was. Yeah. I don't think it should have been. And I don't really know where it went off track. And it's off track. Like you, yeah. You've got to do something to fix it at yeah. this point. And, yeah. and I don't think you're fixing it for this year. I think you do have to take a step back and think big picture. You've got a transcendent superstar. Yep. You have maybe the most talented player the franchise has ever had. I mean, that's, that's debatable. When, yep. when you're talking... Pete Maravich, Bob Pettit, Dominique Wilkins, yep. Trey Young. Yep. Like you look at the the records that this guy sets and where he is overall, and you're not getting a lot out of it right now. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating. And I know it's easy, and a lot of people do it, and they point fingers at, at Trey. This isn't on Trey. No, not at all. Not it's at all. not on Trey at all. And you've got to to put the pieces around him to get something out of his prime because you're getting into that stage right now where you can't afford to waste having one of the best players that this city's ever seen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks. So coming up later today, uh, the pregame's at three o'clock and the tip is at three 30 here on sports radio, 92, nine, the game. And then we got an NFL wildcard playoff game tonight. Uh, pregame is at seven 30 kick at eight 15. Uh, that would be the game with Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, could, 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 wow, could Tampa Bay pull this off tonight? They're the underdogs coming into this at home, and I don't know why, because Philadelphia has been awful yeah. as of late. Tampa hadn't been good, but Philly, this is an epic collapse from the Eagles. And now it just feels like they're in their own heads. Yeah, like Can they get out of that? I don't know. I don't think so. It's been an interesting weekend. I mean, Kansas City, okay, you figure Kansas City would do, especially in those conditions. But uh, my goodness, for Houston, a lot of people thought Cleveland would go to Houston and win. That second half from the Texans. Yeah. Because it was a little bit of a shootout in the first half. And then pick sixes just killed them. And look, the story for Flacco and and Cleveland, that's an amazing story. It is. To, To come off the couch and do what he did with that team. It's an amazing story. This game doesn't take that away it shouldn't it shouldn't sully any of that but they got about as far as they could now Houston you got to start thinking about them as all right could they make a little bit of a run here yeah yeah and, and that's the thing you figure you, you you had a quarterback Houston who was in that situation in that arena for the first time yep here's a guy in Flacco that's been there before you figured that was one of the things that you factored in to figure Cleveland had a chance simply because you had the quarterback that had been there before but Stroud has played all season like he's been there before. Yeah, I was skeptical. I was skeptical of him coming in and, and doing what he's done. I didn't think he'd hit the ground running in the way that he has. You know, I think when we start talking about quarterbacks, and we're going to talk about it a good bit when it comes to the Falcons, because I know all the, the conversation is about who the next head coach is going to be. Yeah. The more important question is who's the next quarterback going to be. Because if you don't get that part right, it doesn't matter who the coach is, in my opinion. That's just where the NFL is at this point. 
we've seen so many rookie quarterbacks, young quarterbacks need time yeah, and, and struggle early or just need time to learn. Jordan Love, I, I think he's benefited from having that time in development. C.J. Stroud didn't need any of that. He is he has hit the ground running, and now he's the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game, beating Michael Vick's record. Right, right. Another number seven, huh? How about that, folks? Folks, <laughs> it is Sam along with Jason here this morning for you here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, and you know right, we're going to have some great guests that are going to come up and and, and going to fill in today as well. And you're going to think we're going to enjoy hearing from them. Um, my, my goodness, what in the seven o'clock hour? We hope that we're here. We're going to hear from uh, Coach. Um, Floyd McRae, they got a special event. You know, high school basketball is big on King Holiday Weekend. There have been a number of big events. There's one going on at Holy Innocence today. It's going to have like 32 teams and two gyms. It's just incredible. This one is going to take place out in Douglas County out of Chapel Hill High School, and some of the top boys teams from the area will be playing in this event. So he's going to come in and and talk with us a little bit about that and get things. We're going to check in with Caleb Johnson as well. Whoever gets more on this Hawks team, he, he gets to watch it on a nightly basis. Yeah, I, I like picking Caleb's brain about it because he does the same to me when when it's in soccer season and, and I'm talking Atlanta United with him. So I, I love to get his perspective and kind of how it's evolved as this year has gone on. Like we said, like coming into the year, we had a very different expectation for where this team would be than they are now. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to to hear from Caleb about maybe if he has any idea of why it is where it is and, and what do they do next? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Of course, we're keeping an eye on things as far as the Falcons go all throughout. I will be talking about that. Uh, more coaches have been interviewed for the job. There's certain ones that, that, that you know, you're really interested in hearing. Of course, there's mm-hmm. that one that's out there, um, you know, from New England, uh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> that everybody's waiting to see. Everybody's waiting well, to see. Well, he might be in demand somewhere else, depending on how the rest of the day goes. That means the Falcons have got to move quickly and make the phone call quickly. We think Jerry Jones may pick up his phone and call him uh, today. There's a lot of moving things. As to, if you thought last week was all the movement, you're sadly mistaken. There's a whole lot, there's a whole lot more coming up here. Look, I love the games, and I, I love breaking down X's and O's and, and digging into that stuff, whatever the sport is. But the off-the-field side of it, the business decisions and, and the putting a team together decisions – I love that stuff, and we've seen it on the college side right now with Saban leaving and the dominoes falling and who's going where and why and the agents making all the money for their clients and all these different things. We're seeing it in the NFL now, and with the Cowboys losing and losing in the way that they did is maybe the most important element of it. I think if it had been close, maybe we have a different feel today and don't let the scoreboard fool you. That game was done or even way if been, early. If it had been on the road, but no, it was. Yeah. It was. Oh my goodness! It, it's there's it's such a mess that I would not be surprised if there is a coaching change in Dallas and maybe a quarterback change while we're at really? it. But then both. If if the if the coach is let go, if McCarthy is let go, you would have to expect that Jerry Jones' first call is going to be to Belichick, right? Yeah. Yeah, you 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 would think. You would I don't think. see him as going out and getting an up and coming person. I, I don't see him as going and getting a, a hot coordinator and, and thinking they're going to turn into a head coach. He's going to want somebody who's been around the block a few times. Yeah, but you know what, Belichick is used to. He's got an owner in Kraft who's high profile. That's true. But he kind of doesn't meddle. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. He, Jerry likes to, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that will be. That'll be interesting. 
Because it, if Belichick's coming in, you're going to make him your coach. You're going to leave him alone. You would think. I I don't know where this goes with Belichick. <laughs> I, I honestly don't because. He's, he's had such autonomy. When you think about he and Saban. He's had growing they, they, autonomy. They, 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 both, they both have had that. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to bother him. Nobody's going to question him because of what they've accomplished. And it's what every coach wishes for. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's not what you need. Actually, you, you need that outside voice. Yeah, and and putting together a team's a different skill set than coaching a team, and it's very hard to do both. I think the days of being able to do both successfully, I think they're gone. Yeah, and, and I think honestly, you talk about Saban in the college game. I think you're going to see general managers come into play. I think you're going to see colleges hire like basically personnel people. Because that's what the game is now at this yeah, point with, really. with the, the transfer portal. That's so true. there's going to be a lot of moving parts with all of this. Pete Carroll, we talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is gone, and nobody's talking about that because of everything else happening right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. It is a rather eventful time, rather eventful time in the sports world. More NFL talk. We're just getting started on this King Holiday Monday. Uh, we're in for the morning shift. We're in for Mike, Bo, and Tiffany. It's Sam. It is Jason. And we got Noelle on the other side of the glass. We're going to check in with her, too, folks, because she always got, you know, she's always on top of things. Rocking a Lions shirt today, too. I know it. I know. We're going to put the folks in Detroit, boy. They are. They got a parade at this hour, probably, up in Detroit. As cold as it is, they don't care. They want a playoff game. Whoa. Sports Radio 929 The Game at 929TheGame.com. Stay with us. On this King Holiday Monday, supposed to be a day uh, on, not a day off. Yeah, think of things that would just uh, inspire people and uh, you know something to serve somebody. You know, and it's easy to do something to serve somebody. It could be just giving somebody a phone call or somebody you know that's going through a tough, tough patch and just giving them something to uplift them. And or or it's being involved and plugged in with some things happening in the community. We're going to go down a list of events that are taking place in the area a little later on today, Jason. It's always been a day when people have gone out and done some things for the community. Boy, looking at something up here on the one screen at 285. I got a truck fire at 285 Ooh. near Highway 78. Uh, so be careful if you're traveling around. But we had yesterday morning, we had um, I-20 around Panola Road going eastbound. was shut down for about three hours. Ooh. So, you know, today is a day... Uh, Often some people are maybe traveling and moving around. Of course, we salute our essential workers and first responders who are always working. They're never off. They're kind of like us. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you know, um, but we, we salute them on a day like today as well and those who are being taking part in many of the uh, festivities and commemorative events that are taking place uh, throughout the area and throughout the country on this uh, King Holiday Monday, of course, especially here in his hometown. Uh, now, we talked about the NFL. We talked about NFL talk. And we get back to this Packers-Cowboys games because we talked a little bit, of, we glossed a little bit over the possible consequences 
uh, what we may see happen in Dallas, um, you know, after that. Because almost everybody, it was like the conversation, you listen to the play-by-play crew, and you're like, you know they're thinking it. They may not want to say it, but you know they're thinking it. I mean, you have to. And you know Jerry Jones over the years isn't always someone who will have the most patience. And and look, I think Mike McCarthy's had time, and he's had a team that is fully capable of getting it done, and they did not again in the playoffs. And it's probably time to make a change. But is there somebody better out there? That's the thing. That's the question. Right. Right, you know, somebody else is better that wants to come in. We talked about Bill Belichick, and, I, you know, like I said, he's a guy that's used to calling his own shots, not having anybody look over his shoulder or, um, you know, anything. I don't know if he can expect to get that someplace else, but he does want to go to a place with talent in place because he's he's seeking to catch in, get to catch Don Shula. He's at 333. Yep. I think Shula's at 347. And so he wants to go to a place where the pantry's kind of stocked, you know. So before we get to the next steps, let's give the Packers their flowers as well. This is what it sounded like when the game ended yesterday. And that will do it. Green Bay will take over. They'll take a knee, and they will win it and move on to the divisional round. Hear that crowd. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it, it, you could see the the people getting out of there early after – Charging in the door because it was really cold in Dallas yesterday. You remember they, saying, they you remember to get saying that? Uh-huh. They opened, boy, that was like something. Uh, the stampede. <laughs> like the rodeo was going on in, in Texas and everybody's getting getting in, in, in there. It's crazy. But they were getting out of there about just as fast. And, and the ones that were still left were not happy at the end of it. That oh, score. The looks on some of the faces. Yeah. The, the, the two kids were the one that cracked me up. The, the kid, they looked like brothers. They might have been related. They might not. They were sitting next to each other. The kid in the Green Bay shirt was very, very happy. Right, and right, right. Kid in the Dallas shirt, he's having a rough time. <laughs> it's I mean, one of those memories you try to suppress as a kid. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. 48-32, it was not that close. No. Um, no, it was you, ne- never in doubt. You look at the final numbers for, for Dak, and he finished after it was 48-16. 48-16 in the fourth quarter. Then Dak went 17-21 for 210, two touchdowns. Before that, 24-39, one touchdown, two picks. One was a pick six. He's 2-5 and in the postseason in his career. That's tied for the worst postseason record any quarterback that's made at least five playoff starts. Yeah. So I said it earlier about the Falcons. Let's get into it about Dallas. Coach is one thing. Do they have the right quarterback? I don't think they do. That's true. And it's starting to look that way. He has those he has those moments of brilliance, obviously, mm-hmm. when it all comes together. But you want it to pay off and come together at a time like this. You're not only in the playoffs, but you're playing at home. You know, you're not going on the road. You're not like Miami. You're not out freezing out in Buffalo or up in Kansas City. You're in your home stadium, and you got all your folks there for you, and you just go out there and fall flat on your nose. Yeah, this Dallas team was kind of flat-track bullies this year. You look at them against good teams, and you look at them against bad teams, they look like a completely different team. They beat up on the bad teams. That's what you got to do. You got to play who's in front of you. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's true. But when they played – Teams with a winning record, four and four. Yeah. Green Bay has more playoff wins in that stadium than Dallas does. 
Now that's that. <laughs> that's crazy. It is. It is. That is crazy. Is. So, but you got to remember who was who the, who the quarterback was for for a lot of that, right? True. Yeah. True, but it is a different quarterback yesterday. Yeah. And Jordan Love was about as good as you can be. He showed. He showed very early well. on. He showed very well, didn't he? Yeah, and look, he was one. We talked about C.J. Stroud earlier. C.J. Stroud gets thrown straight in, has done the job. Jordan Love did not get thrown straight in, and maybe he should have gotten an opportunity a little bit sooner than he did. Get into that as as much as you want, but the longer term play with him for development has worked out. Quarterback play is everything in the NFL. And I know we're going to talk coach and we're going to continue to talk coach, whether we're in Atlanta, whether we're in Dallas. Um, quite a few other markets here are, are looking for coaches up the road in a couple different directions mm-hmm. with, with the Panthers and with Tennessee. Boy, you're going into Carolina, you inherited a quarterback. But are you inheriting a quarterback that you want? Because I think there's still a question there. I'm not sold that he's the guy. Yeah. But then again, that's why I always say Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks you never see in Super Bowls, because Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy quarterbacks end up in 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 places like like Bryce Young, most of them. Typically, I mean, I mean the last two we saw playing Super Bowls were Cam Newton and and um, and and um, oh, up here in Cincinnati. Um, he's losing his name now. Oh, Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe yeah. Burrow. Joe Burrow. They, they were the last two to make it to a Super Bowl, and both of them get took took a pounding. You think about it through their careers. You know, Burrow, right, in the, you know, health issues this season. Mm-hmm. Even the season to get to the Super Bowl, he got sacked a lot. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you, the, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, they're nice. We always make them the top draft pick, but we send them into a – and not only was it a bad situation up in Charlotte where he didn't have a line to protect him, he's got dysfunction in his front office. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's a whole lot. I mean, we want to throw rocks at Bryce Young. I'm like, you know – I don't know. Trevor Lawrence had to deal with a, a coach his first year in <laughs> Jacksonville, right? Yeah, he did. did. Did you count that against him? You said, well, no, we, we still think Trevor Lawrence is a great guy, great quarterback. This season was so – so I was really disappointed with him this year too. Yeah. But not just him, but, right. just, but just the team. I, I thought they would take a step further. I thought, Calvin, I thought Calvin Ridley showing up down there would be yeah. the thing that would just sit them in a, in a different orbit, and it didn't happen. So, I mean, that's the thing I think that Bryce is, is – is, is dealing with up up in up in Carolina, and he comes from great high school program out west, mm-hmm. great collegiate program. Yeah, everything goes his way, and you know the guy didn't all of a sudden forget how to play football. No, no, I think the question about him coming in, into the NFL was could he adjust to the NFL game because it's different, yeah. and, and you're asking the quarterback to do different things. And it's still it's still early in his career. It's still early in that that decision if he is the guy. But if you don't have a quarterback who at least can be the guy in clutch time, and, and talk about golf last night with, with Detroit, I think golf is maybe at the bottom of those upper echelon quarterbacks. But he's shown that he can get things done yep. in, in those moments. Stafford obviously has done it for years, even on bad teams in Detroit. He's got his Super Bowl ring. If you don't have the quarterback right, I don't think the coach matters. Yep. I think the coach can get a bad quarterback team to a certain point, but if you don't have the quarterback right in this league, in college, you can get around it. You can do different things. Oh, yeah. You can scheme a little bit more. 
In the NFL, if you don't have the quarterback right, nothing else matters. And I don't think Dallas has got the quarterback right. Yep. You know, Houston, kind of a, an interesting situation with Stroud going in there because of what they were, the whole Foster deal, or the whole, sorry, the whole Watson deal and, and what was next with him and where that was going to go. Right. They had a pretty good team for him to walk into. And like you said, like those guys who are the top picks usually go into bad teams. Yep. Stroud didn't go into a bad team. No. But when you start to look at now where we are in the playoffs, elite quarterback play is the is the key. And those teams that are in that coaching search, the quarterback search is going to be more important. And there's far less quarterback options out there than there are coaching options. True, true. Interesting scenario, obviously, with the Rams and the, and the Lions with the quarterbacks who are trying to trade at places. Crazy. Uh, you know what I mean? And the Lions come away with a 24-23 win. They're, the streets are dancing in the streets up in, up in Motown right now. And here's what golf, uh, Jared Goff had to say. Yeah, it was a pretty special environment out there tonight, and uh, one I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. Um, this place is special to me. These people are special to me. Um, and, and getting that win for them tonight uh, uh, was something else. It was, it was a lot of fun. That opening drive was perfect. Yep. And the atmosphere was incredible. It, when they get the touchdown, it's up to maybe 11 on the decibel chart um, out of 10. It found a 15 when they were on defense the first time that Stafford comes out. I kind of hate to see him get booed in Detroit. Yeah. But I don't think it was personal. I, I think Detroit's got love for Matthew Stafford. I think it was, hey, you're on the other side now. We're going to make sure you know yeah. how we feel. Right, right. We got our guys, our turn. You know, it's like you went to L.A., you had your turn. You know, th- yeah. th- this season is our turn. And haven't they had to wait a long time for it? There are folks who watched some years of some bad football up in Detroit. The shot of the, I think he was 89 years old. Um, He's been a season ticket holder for 66 years. Whoa. The shot of his reaction as they were coming down to the final whistle was amazing. That was great camera work by the crew. Man, that's, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing when you think about that. Someone who has watched all those years and been loyal to the team and, eh, yep. Gotta 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 pay off, and they're not done. No, no, they're gonna they're gonna be at home next week. They're gonna be favored against whoever they play next week, and that's the challenge. Now it's all the emotion of going into that first game, that first playoff game at home in God, since the early nineties. Now you gotta dial it up again in a week. Yeah, we do, we do, folks. We're gonna continue the NFL talk and look a little bit more at the coaching candidates for our Falcons coaching vacancy. Oh, yeah, they've been talking to folk all weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that more, but we continue. It's Sam and Jason with Noel on the side of the glass here on the King Holiday Monday. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. On this holiday Monday, Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore sitting in for Greg Clark. We, we, we haven't talked about where Greg is. We know where we usually Is he back at Bucky's again? He's probably back at Bucky's again, man. You know what I mean? It's been a minute since I've been to Bucky's. I haven't been up that way in a while, but I will be here soon okay. with Atlanta United preseason action coming up. Yes. Heading over to Birmingham. Okay. So hit the Bucky's. At, oh, I can't remember. Leeds. The, Leeds. Yes, Leeds. The home of Charles Barkley. There we go. I'll hit the Bucky's in Leeds probably on the way and coming he back might, as well. He, he may be there to meet you. <laughs> he might be. <laughs>
I I hit the one going south of Macon recently. I had to go do, do, during the holidays, so I have made my my Bucky stop, and the place was like slammed as always. Yeah, usually it's the one going towards Chattanooga and Calhoun that yeah, I yeah 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 great gas prices, clean bathrooms, and of course the brisket sandwiches. Um, you know, among other things that you go oh, there. So for. many different things you can grab there at Bucky's. It's, it's the best. It is. It is. So and Greg is hanging out at Bucky's instead what, of being here. That's where he is. That's where he is. But, but so glad that you are here and so glad that you are tuned in with us here on this uh, Monday morning as we're sitting in for the morning shift uh, on this Monday morning. We talked uh, a lot of NFL in the last segment, um, and we were going to talk some about this Falcons coaching search, uh, which is has continued with more. Uh, candidates being interviewed by the team over the weekend. Um, it, it, so it's been busy. It's a process that's going. And the team's spinning it out there every time they interview somebody. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, we're interviewing this one. Um, what do you think about it being done this way? I mean, I think you kind of have to these days to to keep, again, that narrative and that conversation going about what you're going to do. The, the Falcons have had interviews with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, Panthers DC, El Jero Ivero, and Ravens D-line coach and associate head coach Anthony Weaver. Those were yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you've got five in the books. We've got the Belichick thing out there, and, and you know that's kind of looming over all of it. Antonio Pierce. You're big on him. His name came up. And the Falcons have requested to interview him, according to reports. That kind of caught me off guard because I thought the Raiders were going to keep him. And Raiders they, and, and should they, keep him. And they still may. Yeah, they still may. They're they're trying to get their GM nailed down first, it sounds like. So Pierce interviewed with Tennessee over the weekend. Falcons want to interview him. You hear the players in that locker room in Vegas with the Raiders after what he did with them, turning that team around. They want him to be their coach to the point that you've got players potentially saying, I want out if he's not my coach. Wow. That gets my attention in terms of a guy in this group of potential candidates that a lot of coordinators, you know, you've got somebody here with a little bit of head coach, coaching experience as an interim. I like what he got out of that team that frankly wasn't very good. He got something out of them. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Falcons have a better roster than the Raiders. Yeah, we do. Can he get something out of this group? If you don't have the quarterback, it doesn't matter, I think. I think that's going to be the next conversation. But I like out of the people who have interviewed and the other potential interviews that have been requested, I really want to hear more about Antonio Pierce. So hopefully that, that happens I Hope soon. Like I said, he's already talked with Tennessee. Uh, you know, if the Raiders don't come to their senses and say, okay, call off the search, we're going to keep this guy. Um, so we'll see. They ended up at 8-9, uh, the Raiders did this season. Yeah, you're right. He, he did a great job of turning it around. He went 5-4 and four yeah. out of that. You know, I mean, they were 3-5. and five. They were bad. They, they destroyed the Chargers. 63 points on the Chargers. They upset the Chiefs. You know, this was a... Pretty good conclusion to the year for the Raiders, who, again, are not very good. The Falcons' roster's better. Yeah. I, I My question, though, and, and look, we know. Everybody's been talking about it. Belichick has been the name that's out there, and he's been connected to the Falcons maybe more than anybody else. That might change with what happened in Dallas yesterday. 
But if you don't go with Belichick, the other name that has not been talked about really connected to any team specifically very much is Mr. Harbaugh. Yeah. Because I think it's almost considered to be a done deal for him if he wants, if he steps away, that the Chargers' job is there. That's what everybody seems to assume that he wants to be on the West Coast. He wants to be, you know, West Coast with his brother on the East Coast um, with with the Ravens. Let's play the hypothetical though. Okay. Okay. If if people assume that the Chargers are the one who are going to get him, Falcons pull up. Everybody wearing khakis to make sure that Harbaugh feels comfortable, <laughs> and they say. Here's the Chargers roster that you have to work with. Here's our roster that you would have to work with. Where are you going to win first? And you know what his response will be? This team in California got a quarterback. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, and I think that's what he's going to say. You know what? I like working with a quarterback. We got a quarterback. I think if I got the quarterback, we can can feel everything else around. But we we, we got the quarterback. Can the Falcons get a quarterback that would then potentially change that conversation. That's the, that's the other question. I don't think you can ahead of making this decision. And that, that's the, the challenging aspect of this coaching search is you're going to have some players that are going to appear to be available. You know, Russell Wilson's name has came up. Kirk Cousins' name has come up. Okay, two veterans mm-hmm. I think would do really well with this team. In different ways, very different kinds of quarterbacks, but I think they would do very well with this team walking in the door, better than what you have. Right. And then you have what is in the draft. And like we said earlier, I think that's always a little bit of a crapshoot if guys are going to adjust to the next level. They're going to walk into a much better team than a typical eighth spot in the draft, I think. I think this Falcons team, why you have a coaching change. They yeah. should be further along than they are. Right. They have the talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, true. Okay, so if you can go get one of the quarterbacks in the draft, are you in a better spot? I just keep coming back to that. That's the decision. I know we're going to talk coach until you get a coach, but who that quarterback's going to be is going to determine the success next year. Absolutely. More than the coach, in my opinion. And that's the thing, you know, you so, so that moves your process along. I mean, do you want to wait for this person to be because they're involved with a team that's in the playoffs long term? How soon do you need that person to be on board so you can get on with the process of figuring out what you're going to do with quarterback? So let me ask you about another person who was involved in the playoffs, not anymore after last night, and the backup name in terms of who the Falcons could be interested in. According to Florio with Pro Football Talk, Raheem Morris. Been here before? Yeah, has. Um, been in charge for a little while before. Did pretty well. He's done a good job with the Rams as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Would that be a good move, in your opinion? Um, could be, and could be popular with the defensive uh, pieces that we have in place mm-hmm. as far as guys in that locker room. I, I like what we got with our defense, and, and I, like I, to, I like to think – that decision, just as much as getting the quarterback, is keeping those people on board uh, that had the short contracts to want to stay in place and be a part of it. Um, so I think he may be a popular choice when it comes to that, for, for, for just for the defense. Now we yeah. we kind of heard Arthur Blank talk about this a little bit 
after the decision on Arthur Smith about needing somebody maybe from that defensive side of the ball to be in charge of everything. And the success that the Falcons have had with that kind of a move before. Dan Quinn had success here. Mm -hmm. Dan Quinn's probably going to be head coach next year. Somewhere. Sound like he's going to get a chance. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there might be some questions after Dallas's performance defensively yesterday. But anyway, um, you get into Morris. You get it. Belichick, defensive guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you get into Antonio Pierce, defensive guy. Okay. Maybe that starts to point us in a little bit of a direction if you get that. Then the next question would be who is in charge of the offense and what direction do you go? The, the name that a lot of people have talked about is Slowick out of Houston. True. Now, I think he has been – I think he's been requested for an interview. I might be wrong on that. I know his name has come up as a candidate. Yeah, but I've seen his name listed. Yeah, he's been listed. He's a little busy right now. He's, he real, would, he's real busy right yeah, now. Yeah, he would be different than those other candidates. So I, I kind of wonder if he would be the choice for the, the top guy. But could you find a way to get him here? In the offensive coordinator role, especially if you get well, you have the right quarterback for him to work with. Because man, look at who he's working with and, right and now. Look at what he's done with that court. I think right. that's the more impressive thing to me. Absolutely, because Absolutely. rookie quarterback coming out, yeah, good team to walk into, but he's gotten so much out of Stroud. Can he do that with Daniels from LSU? Could he do that with Caleb Williams? It's true. Mm-hmm. We have to see. We have to see. I mean, Caleb Williams to me is Mahomes 2.2.0. I mean, the fact that he can just deliver the ball all kind of different ways and do those type of things. To me, he has a game that, that will allow you to do some of the things that we see done in Kansas City. Would you trade up like you'd probably have to to get Caleb Williams? Would you do that? Well, we kind of need to. We're not going to get the veteran to come in. You know, you wouldn't wait potentially for Daniels, thinking maybe he'd be there at eight. No, I don't think he'd be there at eight. You'd have to trade up, I think, less to get to Daniels. Yeah, less to get to him. But um, I don't think he's going to be there at eight. Okay. Not that. But Williams, you might have to trade up to one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You have the whole Bears situation, which is another element to all of this, and another quarterback potentially in play. And another one with local ties as yeah. well. What about Justin Fields? Where do you fall on that? Yep, yep. And I mean, we we can't say we haven't seen him. We saw him up close and personal a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. up in Chicago. He had one of his best games of the season against his hometown team. Things to think about, and things that that you know people are going to want to resolve. You know, quickly. You want to you want to make this decision for your coach because that's when you're able to fall. In place with everything I think else. it'll help attract the coach too, and that's the the question is you might not be able to make the move ahead of time, but I think when you're talking to these coaching candidates, and that's going to get all the headlines right now, and I get it, the quarterback conversation is really the most important one. Do you go try to get Fields? Do you go sign Russell Wilson expecting he'll be available or Kirk Cousins coming off an Achilles? Or do you look in the draft at one, two, maybe three or four different potential prospects and go that route? There's a lot of youth on the offensive side of the ball. But then, you know, hey, you sit in and would he be able to develop and come along just like what we've seen in Houston? Because they're going to have to win quick. You're not going to be able to come in and build for a few years. No. You're going to need to come in and win. 
whoever it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting questions. Of course, things we'll be talking about more this morning and more this week here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Absolutely. We're the place that covered everything like a blanket last week, and we'll have it for you again uh, this week to talk about the replacement, uh, you know, Alex Fal- out of Flowery Branch for the Falcons. All right, headed to the 7 o'clock hour. We got a live sporting event happening right now. We got one of the players that's been at the top that's making a return at the Australian Open. We'll talk about that and more as we head for the 7 o'clock hour on this Monday morning here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 